0: Welcome to TheExecutivePastor.com, where we give you practical resources for practical pastors. Our hope today is that you feel better equipped and resourced. Let's jump in. So this morning I have Leah Maffrey, um, who's actually one of the volunteer leaders that I have uh, on my staff. Uh, Beyond that, she's been a friend of mine for... Uh, Goodness, three years now. Um, I wanted to give her an opportunity to talk about what she's been up to lately. Uh, So, Leah, first, thank you for joining me today.
1: You're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: So, what we're going to talk about our our topic today is is business as mission. Um, So, Leah, just give us a a quick update. Who are you, and what are you currently doing for work?
1: Okay. Mm, Well, you already said my name, Leah Maffrey. I am a mom and a wife. I have two beautiful children. Um, and then for work, I am a fitness coach, uh, kind of specializing in strength and Olympic lifting. I moved here to San Antonio from Oklahoma City and started a gym in my garage. And um, through Stone Oak Bible Church, I was connected with a guy named uh, Rico Tafoya. And he has his own garage gym called Uplifted Performance. And we got to talking. He had already had in his mind that he was gonna do a space, he had outgrown his garage, and his whole thing is to train athletes um, to make them stronger and faster. So we got to chatting and he brought me on as a coach. And so my my garage gym kind of subsided. I don't do it as much anymore. And I'm more a full-time coach with him running uplifted performance, uh, primarily as his strength coach. So,
0: so whenever you say strength coach, what does that actually mean? Like day to day, what are you doing? Day
1: to day. I, um, I, I really, I feel like I'm his Rico's right hand man in the sense of just building relationships with kids. And then, um, on the strength side of it, we get into the gym. Um, it's a big space and we have a bunch of racks with weights and that's kind of where I'm at in it. Uh, so I run his program and I just make sure that the kids are loading properly, uh, talking to them about the movements, why they're doing what they're doing, uh, making sure that weights correct and, and things like that.
0: That's awesome. So how many kids do you guys have like in a, what's a typical training like session?
1: Yeah. So a t- typical training session for us is an hour and 10 minutes long and we have anywhere from, um, six to 12 to 14 athletes, 14 being our biggest group. Um, we have a couple of teams that we train and so, but a typical is a weekly night and our, our athletes come in and we only have them twice a week. And so we're very much a supplement program into their sport. So we don't do sport specific training. We have a lot of soccer players. We have a lot of, um, volleyball players. We have some wrestlers and some baseball. Um, and through that, we just make sure that we're getting them stronger and faster and also preventing, um, injury. So we do a lot of preventative things with our athletes, which is a lot of fun.
0: So are we talking high school, middle school, elementary, what ages do you actually work with?
1: So our ages are anywhere from nine to 18. So we primarily work with high school, uh, middle school, and then a few younger than that. It really kind of is case by case, uh, for kids when we get into that younger, um, age range. But I would say most of our athletes are anywhere from, um, 13 to yeah, 18.
0: Okay. And how long have you been doing this work of kind of training? You said you started in Oklahoma and now it's kind of transitioned to this. How long has it been for this journey?
1: I've been in fitness, seriously in fitness, for four and a half, almost five years. Um, I had my second child and just decided that I needed to be healthier. And I needed just a release from me um, to kind of have time for myself. And, And to me, that was going into the gym and, and lifting heavy weights. Um, my husband was in veterinary medicine school, so he was really busy. Two kids um, is a lot and having your husband in school. So for me, it was um, kind of an escape in my own way, kind of therapeutic for me. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with um, helping others realize their potential, um, losing weight, gaining muscle, Um, and then I really started to enjoy the Olympic lifting, which is the clean and jerk and the snatch, which are very, very technical lifts. So I really started to enjoy that. And as I left Oklahoma city, the gym I was affiliated with wanted me to become a satellite gym for them. And I did that, uh, for the first year of being in San Antonio and it did not go well. Okay. Which kind of actually leads us into, our topic of business as mission.
0: Awesome. How, how so? Talk to me about that. Why?
1: So I realized when you get into sports and to athletics um, and fitness and, and fitness directly, there's not a lot of room for God and there's not a lot of room for your beliefs, right? Because it's just you and the weight and what that does to you, and looking good, and doing things very selfishly. What can I accomplish for me? And so you you enter into this arena where you don't speak about God. You don't speak about anything other than the weights that you're lifting. And so it can become super toxic because you just get so absorbed in what you're doing and how much better you could be and how much better you could be than the person next to you how much fitter than you could be than the person next to you Um, and it can become very very toxic and and that's kind of what happened is i lost sight of who i was you know as a wife who i was as a mom and and who i was in my faith I, i i put it all on the back burner so i could be the best thing ever in the gym that I was affiliated with because that was who was around me. That was who was feeding into me. Um, And so when I moved away from that, when you separate yourself out from that, you start to see, oh my goodness, like this was not a healthy culture. This was not a healthy thing at all. Um, And I was idolizing the gym. I was idolizing my coach. And when you step away from that, uh, I think God really opened up my eyes to to see that, to see how dysfunctional it was and and how um, far I had strayed. And in that, I realized I can't be a part of this anymore. I can't be a part of something that I don't believe in that contradicts what I believe. And so it was hard and it did not maybe go the way that I wanted it to, but I ended up dissolving that relationship which was for the benefit of my relationship, um, with God, with my husband, with my kids, it, it overall made me a healthier person to walk away from that relationship, um, and to step into something different. And that's when I met Rico and what he does, where his business is his mission. Um, and it's called uplifted performance for a reason. Um, we're uplifting everything we have to God. We pray over our students, our athletes, we pray over, uh, their families and, we are very much a connected place where the kids can come and be fed into. Uh, we're not trying to push our faith onto anyone, but we're not gonna hide it either. We love Jesus and there's no, there's no way around it. And us being able to have that freedom to, to speak that truth into these kids' lives has been incredible. It's been, this past year that I've been with Rico, it has been incredible.
0: So, if I could kind of just think through um, the transition from Oklahoma to you um, starting your own gym, I think for a lot of our listeners, it's, if you think of it in the church world, you, you did multi site. Uh, you have your main hub and they say, this is who we're going to be. Um, and then as you uh, start your own gym, you kind of realize this is not who I, as um, a campus pastor, if you will, but I, as the start of, of this gym locally in San Antonio, um I no longer am aligning myself with kind of the the mothership, the the big avenue of of uh, the, the gym in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like in in that struggle that you felt of this is not really who I am, this is not the way that I would create a gym? Do you feel like that came from um, the idea of the separation of faith and and working out? Do you feel it came from you personally? or do you feel like that was pushed from, from kind of the the gym in oklahoma city of this is who you will be or was it a struggle within yourself of this is who i feel like they need me to be
1: i think it was a little bit of both i think i was being pushed into a corner of this is who you have to be because you have my name on you and my name is all that matters and so when you're told that over and over is you don't matter as a person, only I matter as a person in my name and my brand on you and you have to reflect me perfectly. It doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work. And so, yeah, it definitely contradicted just my personal beliefs of one, how, how you would just relate to anybody as a human being, let alone just from a business standpoint of it. Um, and I felt the Holy Spirit nudging me just to say, hey, you really need to step back and like look at this and just really look at what, it's, what you've given into this business, what you've given into the gym, and what you've given me. And really, really think about it.
0: And so you've kind of seen uh, the gym from two sides now. You've seen it from... Um, kind of the Oklahoma City side mm-hmm. of it is strictly for working out. It is strictly for fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, it is preparing you for competitions mm-hmm. or whatever you desire kind of outcome. Uh, and then you've seen the opposite side now with uh, uplifted performance. Um, how do you see uplifted uh, this gym as being part of the mission of God as a whole? And then more specifically, part of your mission as a believer and as a Christian?
1: Right. Yeah. Um being a Christ follower, we're called to go and make disciples and we're called to, um, follow him and to, uh, lead others. And so I feel as my mission, uh, Uplifted's mission is to do that with the next generation of kids, um, to speak truth into their lives, um, and be available for them when they have those questions, uh, and just being able to share the gospel with them.
0: So practically then what does this look like? So um, I'm coming into your gym first as, as a client, do I know this is a quote unquote Christian gym?
1: Yes. We are painfully obvious about what we believe. Um, And you know, here's the thing. It doesn't jive well with everybody. And we have people from all different backgrounds and different faiths that come in and we get some hard hitting questions from our kids. Like they do, they ask those tough questions. Well, you know, once saved, always saved or just different types of salvation and what that can look like or works based faith and, and things like that where you're just like, wow, you kids are, you know, 15 and uh, or 13 and you have these questions and we have this space to be able to answer those questions. So. On a daily basis, you come into our gym, you're going to walk in, you're going to see a prayer request box, uh, where kids can fill out, uh, something new that we're starting with our athletes, but you can write out a prayer request and it'll go into the box. Rico is huge on prayer, um, as am I. So it's just, we want to make sure that they feel safe and that they can bring any issues that they may or may not have, uh, blessings, anything like that, that they want us to be praying over. Um, But the second thing that you get to see is this huge wall that we have where we have our logo and then we have all of our kids, if they have a favorite verse that they want to write on the wall, we let them. And so we've got over 20 verses, maybe 20 to 30 verses on this huge wall that these kids have written out. Uh, So it's a really cool space. And the parents, honestly, whether or not they agree, depending on background, we haven't had a huge come back to it, or resistant, shall I say. They see the value in what we bring to their athletes, and I think they they allow our beliefs and our the space, they, they allow that, um, and they don't push back on it too much. I, I It's, it's kind of crazy, which really is a cool thing, because when you say, hey, man, we're Christians over here, but we've got some people who are Jewish, or we have, like, people that are a Muslim background, you know, we're taught... Ta- It's crazy. We're taught to go out to the world, the nations, and we have it here. And so when when you have that in your gym and there's no pushback on it necessarily, it just creates this awesome space to ask those questions and to hear their viewpoints and for them to hear ours. And I have yet to be a part of any type of discussion where it's a, hey, let me throw my Bible at your head and force this down your throat. It's just open, honest questions. Um, and I think for kids, seeing adults just be honest and open with their faith and not compartmentalizing, okay, I'm at the gym so I can only be at the gym. You know, I, I feel like this day and age you kind of get into that where it's you have your circles and so you kind of separate out and Christ doesn't get to be in all of your circles Um, and here we're trying to break that barrier of no, Christ needs to be in all your circles. He needs to be the center of your circles. And so I think it's really cool to be able to show that to the kids. Um, you come in, you work out, you see the verses, we pray at the end. Um, we constantly are debating theology, things like that. So it's a, it's a really unique, unique thing.
0: So you you mentioned that it is a, you, you define it as a Christian gym. Um why in the world would I as a Muslim family choose to be a part of this gym then? What is it about the gym that's that's still attractive to those that are not Christian?
1: When the work we do with the athletes okay. is yeah, I think It's cool because it gives us the opportunity to sneak in, not sneak in, but be upfront with our our Christianity and our beliefs. But what we do is very, very specific and we get results. We are very intentful with our athletes. So no matter what sport they play, everything we do is to make them stronger and faster. Uh, Rico has so many different certifications, probably over 20 different certifications in all different types of movements uh, and sports theology, all that kind of stuff. And so when you you have such a smart guy like that, that can look at an athlete and go, okay, this is how we need to train. We train um, at the edges, we train in weak points. So our athletes are running longer, they're running faster and they're not getting injured. You look at a soccer player and if they've been playing from a young age, by the time that they get to college, More than likely, they will have had some type of sports injury, uh, probably with their knees. They will have had some type of surgery. Our whole point, our whole goal is to reduce that as much as possible. So you can't prevent everything. You can't prevent injuries from happening. Contact happens. But what we can do is train athletes on their edges at their weak points to strengthen that up. So when they cut right, they're not snapping any. Uh, ligaments or any tendons, anything like that. They've got strong knees, they've got strong ankles, strong feet. uh, And that really just builds up a better athlete, honestly. So we just take what we do and optimize the athlete. And so I think people with different backgrounds, they see the value in that. They, they have their kids come in and they try it out. And months later, when their athlete is just in a whole different place and the kids, they love it. They love coming in and working. And when you see that, I think that's where you get people, even with different backgrounds, are okay with what we're doing because of the value we bring to their athlete. Um, that they go, okay, we can we can tolerate the Christianity thing because our, our kid is, you know, now um, the fastest one on the field or the strongest one, or you know, he increased his vert by you know however much. And so I think that that's kind of the cool part. So it gets us in the door. We it, it just legitimizes what we do uh, and how powerful. God can equip you, right? Like with that so that we can focus on, yes, the athlete, but as a whole too, and not just their uh, physical body, but spiritually too.
0: So I think that's one of the the important things I think about the gym um, is it's not a, a subpar gym. It's not a, we are a Christian gym. Um, we're going to apologize for how we don't quite train as good as uh, the people next door. Um, but one of the things I think about, and I know Rico Rico well, and I know you well, um, that you both have a desire for fitness, absolutely. Um, and based upon, I've, I've had the opportunity of coming into the gym um, and seeing the the prayers on the wall and seeing the way that Rico decides to run the gym. Um, is It's a legitimate gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see the results and to see the students and the athletes that are there, um, it is not a a gym where it's it's we're going to be christian and we're going to do subpar Mm -hmm. work i think that's one of my frustrations with a lot of quote-unquote christian businesses yeah um is that they usually put out a product that is of lower quality Mm -hmm. um where let me take Mm. chick-fil-a chick-fil-a christian chicken they put out a phenomenal chicken sandwich they sure do and it's to the point that lots of people go to Chick Fil A not because it's a Christian business by any stretch, right? Uh, but because they put out tremendous chicken sandwiches, right? Um, to where I see kind of uplifted performance being in a similar vein mm-hmm. of you have athletes that are not of a Christian faith, mm-hmm. yet they're deciding to put their their athletes, their their children mm-hmm. into a gym. Um, that they know that the worldview in which the gym is operated through, the lens mm-hmm. um, that the gym is operated through, is a Christian lens. Yeah. And I say, you know what? That's okay because we know we're getting this tremendous amount of uh, of return on our investment for these athletes, which is tremendous. Right. Uh, so, in in your job in uplift performance, do you have the freedom to share the gospel there?
1: absolutely uh yes yes and if you're not sharing the gospel Rico's like hey man (laughs) you missed an opportunity there um it's so cool because not only do we get the opportunity to share the gospel but Rico has these kids and, and let me preface this these kids want to do this Um, But over the summer, we do um, community service as a gym. And so Rico will take our athletes and he'll take them on mission-oriented service opportunities. And they go downtown and they sit with uh, underprivileged kids and they read to them and they read stories in the Bible and they share the gospel with people that are way outside of their circles. And I think that that's the coolest thing ever because you have kids that genuinely do love Jesus, that have come to know Jesus and um, want to be working with us. And then for them to want to take that outside um, and do these uh, service acts, it, it's just so cool. Um, and Rico even has some, some bracelets that he likes to give out to the athletes if they're going to go do the um, mission outreach he gives them bracelets, and it's the, you know, what bracelet I'm talking about—the yep. colors—and it, it's, it's the old just, school
0: VBS bracelet of yes, the black, red, white, white, blue,
1: right, and green, green gold. Mm-hmm. And so he always makes sure that if you're going to have a bracelet, that you understand what the significance of that bracelet means, and what the significance of the gospel means. And so he just wants people to understand um, and to truly believe it. And it's really cool to see because you get kids that genuinely have a heart and a passion for Jesus. And it's, and it's in a different context and in a different setting than church. How cool is that? Like you don't see that ever. Right. Um, with a lot of, like you said, Christian businesses, it's like you have the Christian name, but ultimately what are you doing? What is your mission? Are you furthering the kingdom of, of Christ and, What type of product are you handing out, right? Um, And for us, I think it's the best of both worlds. It really is because we reach people that normally wouldn't be reached. And we also are really smart with our science and the way that we uh, run our gym um, training-wise. So it works on all levels. And I think it does that um, because of God, because he put us here to do that. That's our mission. Uh, And he equips us incredibly well for it.
0: So one of the things that I've seen from um, from you as well as from Rico and just the gym as a whole um, is that it doesn't end with the walls of the gym. Um, so Rico is often attending these games, these tournaments. Absolutely. Um, and seeing his athletes. Why do you guys see that as a necessary part of the gym? Because yeah. He, in those moments, is not doing any coaching. Right. Um, he is not doing any training. He's on the sidelines being a fan. Yeah. Why is that part of, of what he expects for mm. his gym?
1: It's just a part of building those relationships, making sure these kids know how invested we are in them individually. Um, and it's a proud it's a proud parent moment, you know? They might not be our kids, but they're our kids. And you look at them and you see the hard work how can you just stop at the gym? How can you not go to their game and watch them tear the field up or tear up the court and not just be overwhelmed with how proud you are of them, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a huge part of building those relationships. Um, and, and letting the parents know, Hey, we're invested. It's not, we're not, flashy. We're not trying to do things just to take your money by any means. We want to invest in your athlete, um, as a person. And that includes us going to the games and supporting. Absolutely. In fact, I'm going to a game on Sunday. I got a soccer game I'm going to on Sunday and, um, I, yeah, we, we go to as many as we can.
0: All right. So you've been doing this, uh, almost a full year now, almost coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this year, uh, what fruit have you been able to see from Um, either yourself or athletes that you've been privileged enough to train?
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, boy, that's a big question. I've seen a ton of fruit. Rico challenges me on a daily basis uh, of just how to approach the gospel and how to uh, be brave and how to um, not be ashamed, right? And I feel like that's huge. And so for me, I think it just gives me courage to live my faith out loud, as loud as possible in every circle that I'm in. And so it's trickled into my own, um, garage. I still have a few clients that I train out of my garage, but it's given me, um, it's given me encouragement to share the gospel with the girls that work out with me and, and not being afraid to, um, share that. Whereas before I kind of was because I was in a spot where I didn't want to lose my clients based off of, you know, well, we don't want to go back to her because she keeps talking about this guy named Jesus. And that's just annoying. And you know, there's 20 other gems right around me that I could go be doing this at. And so, um, that's been really cool. And just to be able to speak truth into these kids' lives, you just, it's a really cool feeling to see them thrive and to, get the questions that they ask, um, and being able to answer them and being able to point them in truth has been a really cool experience.
0: That's awesome. All right. Anything else you'd like to say regarding business as mission?
1: Everybody should do it. Uh, don't be afraid of the truth. Don't be afraid of, of loving people and loving people well and letting them know, um, Hey man, I love Jesus and he loves you. And let's, uh, yeah, share the gospel together.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Leah. Yeah, thank you. This has been another episode from TheExecutivePastor.com. We hope that this has been a practical resource for a practical pastor. We'd love for you to follow us on social media. You can find us at The pastor, Or we'd love for you to check out our website, uh, TheExecutivePastor.com.